Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. It's Thrive Thursday. I know a lot of y'all in them streets going to the concerts. Beyonce and Janet and Anita and all of them. Taylor Swift out there gathering folk up, gathering security up. It's a lot of money y'all are spending for memories. And memories are everything. I, I mm-hmm. do get it. But some of y'all ain't paying your rent to go. And I don't know if that's a good idea. So uh, Cena Gaznavi is here. And I've invited uh, our, our resident brilliant genius around money. She actually has a whole book called Get Good With Money. And there's a workbook coming out in November <laughs> that we are. Uh, and it's Get Whole. Get Whole. Made Whole. Ma- made oh, whole. sorry. Made Whole, the practical mm-hmm. guide to reaching your financial goals. That comes out in November. But you know what we do. We're going to pre-order that. So. So when it hits, it'll be a number one bestseller, as all the rest of the books are. Let me welcome the budgetista herself, Tiffany Hey, hey Karen. Good to be back. I feel like I haven't been back in a while. It's it's whenever you come, it's like it's perfect because there's always stuff going on. We we're talking a little bit off mic because I feel like we're hit, hitting the 80s again. You know, mm-hmm. where real estate is skyrocketing at the same yeah. time as the interest rates are high. So properties cost a lot. The interest rates high cars used cars are like more expensive and now credit cards like we used to be able to get like one percent zero percent now it's like back up to 1920 it's it's it feels very 80 ish right now for some it could be opportunities but for the vast majority of us i feel like we're gonna end up digging a hole for ourselves that's gonna take 10 years to dig out no this is true like interest is not bad for everyone if you are a borrower then yes it means things are going to cost more money if you are a saver and potentially an investor, then yes, you have the potential to make or save more money. So you have to decide what side of the line you're going to be on, you know, like, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I was doing a CD ladder back in the day because um, the interest rate had gotten up to 1% and I was so excited. And now it's like four, I can get 5%. Yes. I'm like, yes. oh, this is like the eighties again. This yes. is crazy. When I didn't have no money to put in the CD. Now I'm like, all right, back to the CD ladder, which is great. Um, what, what advice can you have for people? Cause I feel like for those who have been saving during mm-hmm. the good times, this is a great time to invest. Yes. But what do you think? Well, here, well, number one, first things first. I mean, so many of my friends have been losing their job. So many of my friends who make six figures and we're feeling good about it, you know, like 100, 120 are all of a sudden like it doesn't feel like enough. And they're not big spenders because things are costing so much money that $100,000 just doesn't do what it used to do. And so first things first, before you jump into the, I want to make more money pool, I want you to put on your seatbelt before you, you invest in a Gucci belt. Right. And that seatbelt is your savings. I need mm-hmm. you to save. And and now is actually a good time to save because to your point, Karen, I actually just moved. I have one year's worth of savings and I moved it out of my high yield savings account because there was a no no fee, um, no penalty uh, CD that like generated like more um, interest for me. So I put my one year's worth of of um, retirement. Emergency, retirement em- was emergency, emergency fund? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I put it there instead. You know, and so you don't have to do one year. I'm just extra and I'm always worried. So that's why I have my one year, at least three months. Or how long do you think it's going to take you to replace your income? Should you lose your job? If you're a nurse, three months is more than enough because you guys are always in demand. My sister, she's a black woman. She's an engineer. It took her a year to find her first job. So six months might be what she's wanting to aim toward, if not more. 
And so that's what I would do before I did anything else is I would secure the seatbelt by putting savings aside. We have to figure out a way to, one, you have to earn, right? No matter what. Someone was asking me the other day about investing and she was like, you know, I want to start to invest, you know, but I lost my job in January. And I was like, sis, (laughs) what? You got it backwards. I mean, because I was like, how you going to invest this? Ain't nobody coming in. Have to have income. I it, it shocked me that I had to say that. Like, oh, yeah. You, first things first, you got to make some money, mm. whatever that's going to look like. You got to have some income. Second, you have to figure out how you're going to live below your means. You have to because it has to be an excess. I know Cena wants to jump in. I just sh- I was sharing with the with 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 the family here. You we we had a conversation and you said that you live off of like 10 percent of what you bring in or something like that. And I was like, that is so brilliant to because once you get used to living off of 10 percent because you don't know because you're not working for somebody and you don't know when the economy because when it's good you think it's never going to stop but as my grandmother say every bird fly high must come down like so you Mm -hmm. having that kind of foresight have has that always been or was that that recession thing that you hit and you were like oh i could be without a job for a while well, first of all, 10% is not realistic for most people. So I just want to, I want to, you know, be honest about that, that it's only because my business has afforded me to make an excess so much more than I could have ever imagined that my 10% is a lot of people's hundred percent. So I do not expect anyone to live at 10%, you know, so that's one, but you have to get below, you know, whatever it is that you're making. And if you can't spend less, which sometimes that's understandable, you're going to have to figure out how to make more. You know, like, is that something that you, I hate to suggest side hustles to people, but there are some things that you can gently incur more income, whether that's like, um, uh, like when I was a school teacher, I used to tutor on the side. I used to babysit on the side. So it wasn't so overwhelming. You know, not everybody's built for Uber, you know, um, can you rent out, you might live in a city. Can you rent out your driveway? Um, Mm. there's some sites where you can literally rent out your, if you have a home, you can rent out your garage for storage. You know, you can be creative with making more money where it doesn't require you to put more labor in quote unquote. So you, you have to get below your means, whether it's making more spending less or doing a mix of both. And that's critically important always, but especially during times like now. Yeah. I really love that living 10% of what you bring in. I hope to get to that 10%. Uh, like you are at 10%, which is other people's 100%, but I'm almost <laughs> there. I wanted to ask about the high-yield savings. that You moved mm-hmm. it from a debt to a CD. Um, Apple just came out with their mm-hmm. savings account, their their credit card and stuff like that. I got all excited about it. I started using it all the time for like my daily expenses and stuff. What's your read on the Apple card and their high-yield savings? How does it compare to others? And what does this also say to you about tech companies getting into this space in general? Well, read the fine print, right? So last time I checked, um, I, I, I don't know if you can be grandfathered in, but I knew I when I read up on it, I remember reading something to the effect of like, you have to have put in like $10,000 in order to get the full amount of the interest that you would incur. Now, I'm not sure if that was what I, I remember reading an article when it first came out, but so read the fine print. If Apple is giving you 4%, 5%, you want to make sure with any high yield savings account that there is no minimum deposit required, you know, in order to get that money because people get excited and then you read must put in a bajillion dollars. You're like, wait, I don't have a bajillion, you know? And so you want to look to see like one, most of these places don't, you know, they don't charge fees for your savings, but they might. So you want to be mindful of that. 
Two, there's no minimum required deposit in order to get the maximum amount of interest earned. Three, it's FDIC in short, because we have seen banks go under, down, mm-hmm. through. And so we don't play. FDIC insured means that you will get two hundred up to $250,000 you are insured um, per depositor, per bank. Um, and so you want to make sure that, like for me, I had to switch some money around my financial advisor emailed like all of her clients and was like, Hey, if you have money here and money here, you might want to split it into two different banks. So that way you're fully short. So I had to do that to make sure I was fully insured. Um, and so like, that's what I would look at. So I'm, and I, I'm not surprised because tech companies are always sniffing out for where the money is. Apple's also getting into like health insurance, right? That's why they love that Apple watch. They're like, well, we know half y'all have high blood pressure. Because we were reading your, your, you know, we know half y'all not exercising. So now we know what to offer you. Like, hey, Tiffany, notice you're stressed. Here's some stress medication. And so like tech companies are always going to try to suss out where they can make the most amount of money by first offering what seems to be this altruistic service and then using that service to read the room and then sell you back a product or service. So it's not a bad thing, but just read the fine print. But isn't it a bad thing? Uh, in the first four days, Apple got a billion dollars in deposits. Mm. Yeah. The first four days. How do I we was trust- 900 million of it. <laughs> <laughs> how do, I'm saying, though, Cena, how do you trust Apple? With I trust mind. it more than uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, United Healthcare. I oh trust it goodness. better than J.P. Morgan. Apple, I've been using Apple products since I was eight years old. So they got Oof. trust. Wow. I mean, that's I haven't been I haven't had a checking account since I was eight years old. You know, and I know Apple's it's a walled garden. They're really obsessive about details. I mean, I see these guys out there and, you know, it is weird. The, the thing that I think we all should remember is we can't trust any of them. Mm-hmm. We can only trust ourselves and the people that we bring into our circle and our chosen family. Speaking of that, uh, bank after bank seems to be going belly up, but then other banks come and swoop in. And I feel like it's turning into like there was a bank, something like this similarly happened mm-hmm. in the 80s. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is happening here where these banks are now coming in and yes. now you're going to just have three options? Yes. Um, I don't think this is good. Tiffany, so moving forward, like I, I was saying before you, before we announced that you were here, 10 years from now, because I, I like the plan, like five years in advance, mm-hmm. 10 years. In, we, while we don't know what's happening, gold is down, you know, like where are safe places? The mattress can't be it. Your bra can't mm-hmm. be it. The refrigerator, freezer, and a special box cannot be it. Where would you advise people who have been austere, uh, have been saving their money over the last few years? Um, where, where would you advise them to, to go? A mix, right? So looking at myself, I mean, I believe in business ownership. It's not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart, but certainly it it allows me, especially as a black woman, the the opportunity to set my income level based upon, you know, how much work for the most part I'm willing to put in, because obviously there are societal things that keep me back, like racism, sexism, all the isms, but still at least, you know, I could not have done what I've done at a regular job, you know? So that's one. It's like, you know, like I said, in, entrepreneurship is not for everybody, but diversifying where you put your money. I invest in business. I invest in real estate, but light. I just bought a condo in Newark. And so I have my house now. I bought this house in Newark uh, for $180,000. It was a foreclosure, put one eighty dollars into it. It's now worth over half a million. 
The condo that I just bought is about half a million. So that's a million dollars in real estate. And so it's Newark, which, you know, everybody poo-poo's Newark. But let me tell you something. It's home, places. Up. What? Yeah. I mean, like, you can't even buy anything here, Karen. I promise you. And so I knew. I was like, there's no way the city where I was born, I'm not going to own a piece of it. So now I've got a million dollars in real estate that I can now leverage to borrow to invest either back into my business, into the market, into other real estate. You know, and so to me, it's the market, meaning the stock market, because no matter what happens, even during bad times, we have to acknowledge that the last 30 to 100 years, the stock market has get given an average return about eight to 10 percent. So that just is what it is. So the the stock market um, um, business and real estate. So I like to, to diversify my bucket. And so it's still the same things that it was in the 80s, in the 70s. It's just that. You have to just decide like where you're going to start. For me, I started in business and then business built over to real estate. And then after I got strong in that, then I started to join the market where I felt a little more comfortable with guidance. And so the the answers are still the same. It's just um, what does it look like? Meaning like I wouldn't invest in California because I don't have a million dollars for a shoebox. You know, mm. there are, I'd be looking at other places around the world. Honestly, mm. so many of these kids are making millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands using social media. That's a bit that can be a business too. But I I tell this to my young, young, young entrepreneurs who are on social media making a hundred thousand dollars a year is not gonna last forever, maybe two or three years. Save 90% of it. Yes. You know, like investing into yes. real estate, into the market. Um for some of y'all are too young to remember Foxy Brown, but I love me some Foxy. Because she was <laughs> like brown skin, beautiful, sassy, you know, but I remember Foxy said one of the best things that ever happened is that when she was popular, her mother made her invest in, um, I think she bought, she bought a home. She made her buy um, some laundry mats and some things like that. That's why you don't hear Foxy out here rolling around in the street. Because I was just going to say to, to that yes. point, um, the, the in influencers, there was a yes. time when you could make $30,000, $40,000 a month on YouTube, yeah. right? YouTube now is investing in YouTube TV and they're stripping the ad revenue. Mm -hmm. and, and no matter what you, so what I see is a lot of desperation. People going mm -hmm. live every five minutes because that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I can get the people to give me the money, the cash, or they, they, they keep, they keep posting and, and it's like, can I freak the algorithm so I can get more money? And, and it's not, you know, like I'm, I'm watching it, you know, mm -hmm. I'm watching it as an observer and I'm also doing some social experiments, but it's wild to me that that could be the only source of income for people. And now it's cut in half. And if you've been that's making this you, money for three years, what do you do? That's why, honestly, if you are not currently, I mean, they're trying to take TikTok away. We already see what Facebook has done. If you have not gotten the memo, you don't own access to your audience there and are not doing like what Karen has done here, which is to shift access to herself. Right. So that way, wherever she goes, we go. Right. Karen's like, holy crap, girl. All right. I'm going to talk about me. Right. <laughs> Right. I own access to my audience three different ways. First, it started off as email. Right. Then I was like, OK, I, I don't feel comfortable just doing email. Now I switched to text messaging as well. Right. And now I, I use this a platform called Mighty Networks, where now we have this dream catchers group. So three ways I own access to my audience. So when all this falls down, because London Bridge is falling down, there are three ways that I can hit up my dream catchers that I'm like, I'm good. If you are not shifting people slowly but surely, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, I love watching, like, uh, beekeeping videos. If you've ever seen um, when a beekeeper comes and, like, takes bees from, like, say, like, a house where the bees are not supposed to be to where, like, a like a bee box. They will slowly but surely, literally, they'll calm the bees down with some smoke and literally 
hold the bees and slowly but surely shift them to where they need to be. You need to be going and getting your bees and bringing them to where you want them to be. Because eventually they will cut off access to your people. They used us. We are the matrix. We are the batteries in their in their their business. They used us to get eyes on the platform, to get people to come, and then they're going to cut you out. That that is the intention. And, so and, navigate also, and, and even if we take it beyond the internet, I remember Fox brought in Living Color, Living Single, yeah. girlfriend like they 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 made sure that they built an audience off of black folk and then mm-hmm. canceled all of those shows mm-hmm. and replaced them with shows that nobody cared about because they already had the advertising numbers. Mm-hmm. They had that number to go out and get the advertising dollars. They didn't really want the content. Mm-hmm. So, we've seen it happen before in media. Now it's taken to the 10th degree. You're absolutely right, Tiffany Lee. Yeah. Yes. If you've seen Substack, they're actually one of the first companies that allow you to take your social graph with you. So mm-hmm. you own those emails. No other okay. social media. And they just released this, I think, like mm-hmm. two weeks ago. I was, was reading the news about it. And that's a huge deal to your point yeah. because that's a thing that content creators are starting to demand. Yes. Is that why do you guys get to own all the people, all my whole audience? Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Twitch uh, owns your owns your audience. Mm-hmm. They they shut off people real quick on Twitch. You know that's Amazon. I mean, they'll, they'll, these all these companies are actually just you know that we're the batteries. I think that's yes. a really 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 great way to put it. And I'm gonna be using that with my friends as well because they are sucking us dry mm-hmm. left right and center, and they're selling ads against us. Mm-hmm. So yep. we got to figure out a way to own those. And I think the email thing is also a really great way to start. And using the information they steal from us to, as you said. Sell back yes. to us. The Sell thing back that... to you. You're literally saying, oh, I'm tired. And your phone to be like, do you need um, wake up juice? You're like, oh, is my phone listening? Absolutely. Even when you have it off, it's listening. Just so you know. Absolutely. Your phone is listening. To that. Uh, 866-801-8255. <laughs> Elon Musk uh, has been doing some musky things out in the streets. <sighs> um, not the least of which, as you talked about. Ownership of your time, being able to start your own business is a, is a luxury and it's not for everyone. But this dude uh, says he works 24 hours, you know, he works seven days a week. He doesn't understand why people aren't coming into the office. He says it's morally wrong to work from home where he works from, by the way, he works from home. <laughs> he said, he said, I kind of think the whole notion of work from home is a bit like the fake Marie Antoinette quote, let him eat cake. You're going to make people who make your food that gets delivered. They that that they can't work from home. The people that come uh, fix your house, they can't work from home. But you can. That's messed up. It, it seems morally wrong, morally wrong. I mean, from a billionaire. Isn't that rich? Who, who from works from home? Who works from yes. home? And he says, you know, I, I take maybe two or three days off. But your work is not. Yeah. What? You don't work. Well, they believe this is what is becoming increasingly clear. And I hope that people are not, like understanding. They do not believe that you are a human being, mm. that your job is to make their lives comfortable. Mm. And how dare the things that we own? Like I, I was watching this uh, crazy video that there's an uptick in bunkers, like these underground bunkers. But I'm talking about 10 million, $20 million bunkers that these super wealthy billionaires are buying. And do you know what they have in these bunkers, Karen? They have servants quarters. Because even when the world is coming to an end, they are still looking for someone to wipe their behind. So you have to understand that like the uber, 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 uber wealthy look at regular, regular, everyday people as tools and a means to their end, you know? And so like, it's really crazy. And so you, (laughs) 
Like for Elon Musk, you know, he said he takes off two or three days a year. Well, that's a terrible life. I'm sorry. I don't subscribe to overwork and overwhelm. I don't have to give my life, my blood. My, I do not owe you that. And mm. to what end? So you can be wealthier and richer? No. Elon Musk can kick all the rocks. You know, like if he wants to have an early heart attack, you know, ask Steve Jobs how, how that goes. Yeah. Ooh. You know, like when you take when you don't take care of yourself. No, for real. All the wealth in the world is not going to save you if you put your health in jeopardy. You know, and so like, yeah, no, he is like, I mean, it's just he is I, I try not to give him too much energy because he has lost all sense of humanity. And that's clear. And I hope people can get out of that place of work as quickly as possible. And I hope that there's this uprising. What I love about young people, they're not they're not with the shits. Mm. You yes, know, they're like, I'm not doing all that, you know. Right. Well, a man raised in South Africa um, under apartheid probably yes. is doing what people like that would do. Sina Gaznavi is here. Tiffany Aliche, the budgetista, get good with money, uh, is the best-selling book. It's amazing. I keep it over my shoulder. Ten, st- ten simple steps to becoming financially whole. And this is a book that can be in your family. You could pass down to your children. You could pass down to your grandchildren because it's everlasting knowledge uh, in this book, and it's amazing. Uh, Daryl in California has a question or an opinion or all right. Hi, Daryl. Welcome to the Karen Hunter show. Hi, Karen. How are you doing, Karen? Good. Good question for you and your, and your, uh, guests there. I am curious, um, about, uh, this concept of bricks, um, and the collapse. You read some things about collapse of the dollar. And if we, uh, with what little money we have should be buying gold and silver. And if so, um, you know, are there reputable places? Cause I hear, I hear a lot of that. There's some, unreputable places. So I'm just kind of curious if that's something we should be preparing for, or is that just a lot of fluff that you hear from people trying to sell you something? Tiffany? (laughs) I think it's a mix, honestly. I think the golden era of the United States is on it. If it's not over, it's on its way out. You know, I can remember being a kid and literally watching like the, the Olympics and people saying USA, USA, black, white, never people are not saying that no more. You know, social media has exposed us for what we are, you know, this unfortunately inherently racist country that has had its thumb on not only its own people who live here, but people around the the world. And as a result, you know, like people don't want to come here anymore. It, It is affecting our dollar. It's affecting our reputation when you leave this country. And so... I don't know that there's any way to hide from that because the, un- unfortunately what happens to the United States dollar affects us. We are a global economy. So if the U.S. dollar goes down, it's not just us. We're not like standing here by ourselves. Best believe that you're going to see it affect Europe. You're going to see it affect Africa. You're going to see it affect everywhere. I don't know. I, and I wish I had an answer for you. Certainly you can you, know, you can stack up on uh, gold if you want. But to Karen's point, even gold is not doing what it used to do. Um, I don't know the answer because, you know, we all thought it was going to be crypto and we see what's happened with crypto. Um, I just think that like being as diversified as possible, you know, living within your means, um, spending time with your family and friends and focusing Mm. on what really matters for real. Like we have to have a, we have to reconceive what it looks like to be wealthy and, and, you know, and so that's what, that's what I'm focused on because I don't know the answer. Um, all I could do is the best I can do, which is live below my means invest as wisely as possible and focus on more than just how much money I have in my bank. Okay. To that point, um, enough 
we we should be focusing on enough instead of being driven by yeah. what the world tells like you don't need the latest x y and z you don't have to have the the next whatever the new car the next the next all of these things we we acquired none of it can go with us and it's just something for your relatives to fight over yeah, I think as far as the the BRICS stuff goes too, I think it's like keep your eye on on what foreign policy decisions our country makes and what happens mm. abroad, like with the war in Ukraine, uh, with the the ongoing trade war, an economic war we have with China, what's happening in Iran, where in Brazil, mind you, they they have a very somewhat volatile political situation when it comes to their president. I mean, Lula was in prison. I mean, and so it's like there there's all kinds of things that could change. Uh, fairly quickly. But the one thing that's consistent, and I think the thing is like the the problem with the dollar is is not necessarily that it's other people that are competing with it. It's that we overspent since we are the reserve currency so we can borrow so much against it. And that's actually a good thing, but also really bad since we're not very responsible. Just, we could just borrow more. It'll be fine. Until we can't. Um, yep. Tif Tiffany, uh, I can't wait for you to come back to talk about made good. Is that it? Mate, am I getting that correct? Uh, made whole. When you come back, we got to talk about made whole uh, that comes out in November as well. The workbook version to get good with money. Everyone get good with money. Tiffany Alicia, you know, I love you. Appreciate you coming through today. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.